Hold it tight like a fist forward phase the black You got a relic, best to keep it true A ticket to the past, it can bring you to You got a relic, it come far and few Remember what you do, it comes back on you A relic, best to keep it true A ticket to the past, it can bring you to You got a relic, it come far and few Remember what you do, it comes back What's good, people? This is The Relic Podcast. And once again, I am not Chad Snow. This is his lovely wife, Kenyatta Snow. So I am going to continue with episode 85 and part two of our discussion about the journey that took Chad from exploring multiple um, avenues to express his art to actually going public with it. So where we left off, we were, as we were talking about his journey and and many, many years ago, over 20 years ago, writing songs and his mother passing away, being a catalyst that transitioned his music from just rhyme and lyrics to rapping and and so forth to actually more of a therapeutic uh, way of expressing his emotions and, and expressing his journey and expressing what he was experiencing in life. And from there, having gone through a, a traumatic um, series of events that he rose from the dead, became a walking, living, breathing, breathing miracle to now what I describe as just living the hamster wheel living on the hamster wheel of life, this same exact thing, day in, day out. And how he went through that transition of the mindset shift from the hamster wheel day to day um, to now getting to this point of releasing his, his, his art, his music, and his first album. So we're going to pick up where we left off, which we were talking about flipping that coin. Flip the coin. And when he flipped that coin, the moment that he started to get out of the mindset, as he described his old relic, MPC 2000 XL, um, being broken and not worthy and and not deserving and and just kind of existing to now transitioning into the brand new equipment that's not obsolete and that can do so much more and so much more functional and and such to that point you just breaking down like you're just (laughs) making all these connections and i'm I'm impressed babe you've never seen this side of me yeah well we tried this like like two years ago when i first started the (laughs) podcast i remember i was like i gotta have you on baby so you could talk about business and how you started your own company and did all that kind of stuff. And we did it. And I, I was up here in the studio and she was downstairs and, and uh, I called her the on main the phone. House. Yeah. Yeah. I called her. I was like, yeah, I had it all set up like a, like a remote interview. <laughs> and I did the intro and I was like, what's good people. This is the relic podcast. I'm Chad Snow. Thank you for listening. And then I started talking to her and she froze. <laughs> <laughs> she she didn't know what the hell to say. And I I can't do this. Just I think she hung up on me. 
And I hit that. I had to stop, and I called her, and I, what you, I can't do it. I don't know what to say. We have to have. We have to have a plan. I was like, well, no, babe, that's my plan. The plan is, I never have a plan. I just turn on and start talking. You have to just believe me. Oh, I can't do it that way. I was like, all right, whatever. I guess you're not going to be on my show. I needed a script. I needed mm-hmm. an idea. I needed yeah, a book. but that's what I'm saying. And here, look at you over here, freestyling. You're like, I'm. I'm proud of you, babe. Uh, not so much freestyling. I had it all mapped out in my head. Yeah. <laughs> You're just hearing it live. <laughs> so, but back to the MPCX. So now right. you have this new piece of equipment. You've traveled through the snow, through the ice, literally, mm-hmm. to get this piece of equipment. You have now opened the doors of this dormant part of your life, and you have now allowed yourself to start dreaming again. Right. So now take us through the other side of the coin. What Flipped. What transition? What was going on in your mind? Because there were some subsequent events, events that happened, you know, shortly thereafter that was a complete 180 turnaround. So take me through that. All right. Well, first to the audience that are, is listening, if you hear like rattling and noise and bumping and and other sounds, that's Cooing. that's Bam. <laughs> She's right sitting right behind me in her little chair. She's not no longer sleeping in my lap. She woke up. Now she's doing what she does, but she's actually doing all right. How you doing, Bam? You good? You want to say anything? No, she just said. Anyway, if you hear that, that's her. So I apologize ahead of time. So back to your question, though. Uh, the flipping of the coin. The flipping of the coin. I get. I start. I start scratching my itch. I start. You know. I haven't. I have a avenue to express myself that I in a way that I need to through my art through being creative through stuff that is in my like I don't know if everyone understands that or not or how to compare it to something else but I know there's times where Kenyatta even to this day like we'll be you know together and I'll be like I gotta I gotta turn on the NPC even if it's for like 10 minutes because I get I some get it out of my head. I got to get it out of my head. And that's exactly what it is. Even if it's just making a quick beat because I'll, ha- I'll have something in my head. And I got to put it down and, and make something real quick. Even if it's quick, it might be an hour, it might be five minutes. But I ha- I, it, it's just something I have to do or feel like I have to do. And it's the flipping of the coin was really that. And then it started making me think about other things like here it comes. What's that? I said, here it comes. The flip it over the coin. Yeah. Like it, I can, and do you want me to fast forward to when I moved here? No, nope, Just in that moment, because okay, yeah, that so, moment was a complete mind shift. Like you went from being petrified. You went from being encapsulated in this prison that you had yourself, you know, locked up and all your dreams locked up. and which, you know. I was, and which I was fine with, too. And I remember in the introduction, you said something about, uh, you didn't use the word hermit. Shoot, what was it? I was like, man, that's exact. That, that was like one of, my, one of my defense mechanisms, too. Like, oh, I did the same thing every day. It was mm-hmm. always the same routine. But I, th- I thrived on that. Like, that's, that's what I used as, like, an excuse. Like, no, that's what I need that to stay sober. This is what keeps me sober. This is what keeps me grounded. 
is doing the same thing, waking up at four in the morning, working out, doing my push-ups and pull-ups, taking solo for a walk, going to work, coming home, taking solo for a walk, eating, going to bed, do it all over again. That was it. Was it, so do you feel like you were living in, in fear of any moment you can slip and fall? Oh yeah. Any moment. Every, every, yeah, that's exactly what it was. And I think I've shared that in this podcast too, was like, the the jig is going to be up soon. Like my card is going to get pulled. I'm just, I'm living on borrowed time. Like I'm lucky to be here. So just don't screw it up. And I insulated myself enough where I just felt safe. And I didn't feel like don't, don't, don't dare invite anyone else in to this little insulation that you've created. And we talked about on the last uh, show, how you, you were intentional about pushing me away. You were the closer I would get and the more barriers that, you know, and and more of, uh, I would say the cracks in the veneers started to show through. That's when you would literally start pushing and Mm -hmm. and you didn't want me to get any closer and you didn't want me to challenge you and, and, and make you recognize, open your eyes to the fact that you're sitting on all this talent. You're sitting on, you know, the, all of, of the gifts and so forth, and you're not living life to the fullest. And what are your regrets? What are you, you know, what would you have done right. if you had it to rewrite the script? And so now you have this equipment that, and you have that piece of equipment allowed you to look at yourself in the mirror and change your lenses and mm-hmm. change your mindset. And like I said, you gave your permission, you gave yourself permission to start dreaming again and start writing. And that, as you described in the first episode, your music being therapeutic, that therapy ultimately took you out of, I have to do everything, dress, right dress, right, ABC, discipline, you know, it, it started to, to change all of that for you. I remember too, uh, there was another and I've told you this story and I've brought it up before in the previous episodes when I was asked by Cynthia, shout out to Cynthia, my principal asked me to do a PD session, a professional development with a bunch of other teachers. And, uh, I was like, I don't know what the hell am I going to talk about? I'm a PE teacher, knuckle dragger. I'm what am I going to, I don't know anything, but she signed me up to do it. So I did it. And that's when I talked about, my story. I basically vomited it at the mouth in front of a bunch of strangers. My story of of my addiction and overcoming anxiety, all that stuff. And that's when people started coming to me and being like, "Man, you got to share that. You should share that with." That's Bam right there. I hear you. I hear you. Bamming. That's yeah, Bam bamming. bamming. That's Bam bamming. Um, and there's no way I'm gonna be able to delete that out. So just enjoy the bamming. But I had people tell me, like, you got to share your story. That's, a, that's powerful. And thank me for sharing and that there's value in it. And I'm like, man, maybe they got something. Like, but, eh, nah, I'm good. Yeah, so I just kinda, comfortable. I just kind of sh- shoved that back down again. Absolutely. It's a, it's a transition where you've stopped being a patient. And now you've become the physician mm-hmm. and you're able to help others. But in that mindset, that current mindset that you had, it was, 
it was going to cause you to come out of your comfort zone. Right. And then fast forward to the getting the new piece of gear and flipping the coin. Now I'm making beats and, and I hear you girl and I'm, I'm making beats and I'm recording again. And now I'm thinking, man, I could, I could do other things with this. There's more to this piece of gear. I could do a podcast. Ooh, here come the dreams. I could do, I could, I could, I could make beats for other people. Here come the dreams. I could, which people have asked for. I could record other people and have them record songs for themselves or for other people. I could help them do what they want to do. Dreaming. Exactly. You gave yourself permission to dream. But again, I was thinking all this stuff, but it was just like, again, not, I didn't, I didn't do anything with it. Cause right now I was just happy to have this and learn how to use it. And, and then we started, you and I started becoming more serious. You're still trying to chip away at my armor slowly, but surely. And then it came to a point where, well, do you want to take, take the, it away from here? The or? Pressure got heavy. The pressure did get heavy. And, and, and not so much in, in terms of, you transitioning it's the world mm-hmm. covid oh shit had Shoot. happened <laughs> um uh, uh yeah covid it is was 2020 so you were you got the npc in february of yeah, 2020 that was like late february or whatever it was early march whatever right and then you know the the world becomes devastated with you know well first even before that remember kobe bryant kobe passed had away. passed away and it was like oh you know, it was, and you were like, man, he's younger, you know, younger than me. And I'm like, oh man, we're, you know, close in age and so forth. And whoa, you know, it just, it always is that reality check, that gut check. Like, man, if tomorrow is it, if today is the last day, not having regrets, mm-hmm. having done everything that, you know, was, was you dreamed about making an attempt. You may not have been successful at all of it, or it may not have anything, but making a, a sound attempt before your time expires right. became very relevant in that moment. And then a few days later, a few weeks later, then it was like, woof, now we got this pandemic that's hit the world. Mm-hmm. And so as we were talking, it was more and more of, man, time is short. You don't know. Time is, you know, and, and that reality check had us really saying, what are the things that we don't want this life to pass us by? without having done right and that's you know again the moment that it was like that short 60 day window 90 days you were all in like hey all right let's pack up let's go I'm moving to Hawaii I'm you know I'm finna change and you did a 180 degree turn well I remember and I'm again I'm interrupting you here sorry but we skipped some steps because again (laughs) the pandemic hit And this was even, okay, so this is pre, because I remember I was still teaching. I was still physically at the school. Right. And you would throw, you would put it out there, like, come to Hawaii. Why not? For spring break, March. Yes. And I, I was like, nah, I'm good. But I remember Mrs. Davis, shout out to Miss Davis, who I worked with at uh, the, the school I was at. She was one of my paraprofessionals. And I told her about us and you and the possibilities of me maybe moving to Hawaii, being with you, and how I was kind of like, nah, 
And she was, you're, you're an idiot. Do it. You know, open your heart. Follow love. You know, saying all the right things. <laughs> cliche. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she was speaking from the heart. And she, I was, that was like the first time, like, someone else, like, had my ear. Besides, like, you. Because it was one thing hearing it from you. But then you're hearing it from someone you value, too. I love Miss Davis. And she was telling me, you'd be stupid not to take that opportunity to go there and follow your heart and all that. So then with that, then it kind of like made another crack in my armor. Like, man, maybe she's got a point. Maybe I should do that. Then again, now we go to the pandemic and we go to all this other stuff and it's like, then Kobe die. And then I'm like, F it. And I also had to sign a contract. Like it was time to sign a contract, like sign, sign a contract for next year. School year. School year I'm talking about, like, because we get our contracts early so we can, they can figure out who they need to fill places for. And then time was come to fill, sign that contract and I didn't sign it. And then I told Cynthia that I wasn't coming and then it became really real. Like, oh shit, I'm moving to Hawaii. And then in the end of April, yeah. literally 60 days after the breakdown of that petrified state, mm-hmm. your, the concrete around your ankles, you know, started to break away. And, and all of the hurdles that were put before us, you know, we were clearing one at a time, whether it was solo you know, flying over and having to drive cross country. Oh, he's a bit, he was a great built in excuse. <laughs> Man, I could use, uh, thank, thank God for solo. I hear you, baby. I hear you. I'm right here. <laughs> it's all about daddy. Um, solo is a great built in excuse. I can't travel. I got solo. Yeah. Who's going to take care of him? I'm not just letting anyone take care of, you know, so I, I always had a good out with him. Thank God, solo. But, Absolutely. uh, we broke down that wall. We broke down everything. We it had was to, time. Literally, it was hurdle by hurdle. Yeah. How we were going to get uh, Solo over and having to drive to L.A. to be able to fly him from LAX to Honolulu. Mm-hmm. Then it was the school, the contract, and you got permission to be able to teach from here. Yeah. And no longer, you know, since COVID had happened and everything was, was homeschooling, anyway. you know, yeah, it was online and remote. So it was now getting permission and we got you know got approved and you were able to transition here and and still work and so forth but one thing that you know when people see the surface level things or what have you you're not you're not able to really um embrace or understand the sacrifice it wasn't just a oh i'm gonna go live the high life in in hawaii and I'm about to know it was a lot involved. It was, I'm about to fully retire. I'm about to transition and go into a whole new season of my life. I'm about to flip this coin and I'm going to be, you know, staying at home. I'm going to be doing things that, you know, I haven't been doing that was outside of my routine that was out. I mean, of course the routine still is built into your day to day here, but there was a significant sacrifice. I'm about to give up everything and trust this. 
and take that step off the cliff and just literally see if faith was going to carry me over into that next phase, that next stage and such. And, and you did it. You took the leap. And that leap of faith ultimately brought you here. Mm-hmm. And now you're here with your new equipment, with your new mindset, with nothing was going to hold you back. Now you were going to embrace and do everything right. that you hadn't or at some point thought about doing. Now it was going to become reality. And boom, I wake up one morning, 2 a.m. You're like in there. I see you writing notes down, doing them. I'm like, what are, what are you doing? I'm starting my book. Um, don't you have jet lag? You just kind of want to just embrace the, the, the first. No, I got to yeah. get started. I got to. And, and you were on it. That's one thing. Well, first, we had to get we had to get to LAX. That was the first <laughs> hurdle. Like, don't get it twisted, people. Like, I wasn't out of the woods. Like, I still like, OK, I got to make it to California. We had to drive from Kansas City to Cali. And make and then hop the plane from LAX to Hawaii. So I was like, a twenty-four hour drive. Yeah. So if if I we might not make it. Broken up over. Yeah. Well, we, we did it in three days, I think. Yeah. But all I'm saying, babe, is that there was a good chance that I might like just jump out of the car <laughs> before we even get to LA. Like we had a few stops where I could have just like called an Uber. And said, I'm out. Pieces. Turn back around. And said, yeah, I could have got my job back. I could have easily, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So you had to continue to stay with the mindset. I had to continue to say, like, I'm, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. Forward. I'm doing this. And then I think it finally hit me when we put Solo in that crate in LAX. And now he's on this plane. And I'm like, okay, now it's really real. And there's no turning back now. And we get to. We get here and it's like, yeah, I literally started writing that book and and I was like, I want to do this podcast. I'm going to use this yeah. X. I'm going to use this MPC. I think I could record myself just doing a podcast on this. And that's what I did. That's how I started the podcast. And that was something that I didn't put a lot of thought into. I just started. I started talking. I started vomiting at the mouth a little bit and it's 85 episodes in going on two years. And people like it. People want to listen to it. And that's why I keep doing it. And it, it's therapy for me. I still doing the music. Yeah. So, I mean. So now you're recording because now you've started back again writing. And now you're actually putting vocals to your beats. And, yeah. and now you're, you're advancing forward with all of this. But not once at that point in 2020 had you mentioned anything about an album. Although I knew you were recording, I knew you were making songs and so forth, uh, but you hadn't said much. You were still working on finishing the book. You were dead. He had the mute. Bam. Because <laughs> she wants to be a part of this conversation. <clears throat> I do believe she thinks we're talking to her. But um, so you want, you moved forward immediately on writing the book. You then started, launched the podcast and such. And then we were planning a wedding. We were. Um, buying a house, house shopping. We were doing all this in the middle of COVID mm -hmm. and the state of Hawaii was completely shut down and everything had to be virtual. But we, at that point, both of us had just the energy that we had between each other was like, we were going to clear every hurdle. It didn't matter how hard that hurdle was one step at a time. We were going to clear it one step, one hurdle, one 
hill, one mountain. We were just chipping away and climbing up and, and so forth and was pers- uh, persevering through the hardest of times. And we knew if we could make it through this COVID set environment, that there were years and years ahead of us. But we knew we had to overcome, you know, the challenges that were already facing high stress times, i.e. buying a house, moving, um, planning a wedding. All of those were high stress times already. And to do it in, in this type of environment, COVID, in the middle of COVID. But we did it. We bought our home. We got married. We had a wedding, although it had to be virtual because mm-hmm. we could only have five people <laughs> on ground and uh, actually present and three of those people were us and the, the minister. So it was, it was very trying. And at any point we could have thrown in the towel and said, forget it, let's just wait or let's not do it and, and so forth. But, you know, as I saw the mind shift in you and how you were overcoming and getting past the way that you were operating for all these years, to, it motivated me to, to push and, and to, you know, not allow these things to stop us and, and hold us back and such. So now we, you know, are, are going through the process with little Bam to even plan, you know, plan her, as you can see, I'm a planner, um, to even plan her, you know, and uh, the possibility of is that going to be something, a reality. But ultimately, again, I'm trying to get to at what point in all of this, trying to paint the picture of all the things that were happening in our world. At what point did you get to that point of saying, I want to now share or get to fast forward 2020 to to release an album? Well, that was good. Everything you said was like on point. And in the meantime, I got. Bam sitting on my lap right now who wouldn't shut up at behind me. So now she's sitting on my lap, which I'm having one of those like surreal moments because two years ago when I first moved here, who knew about her? We didn't yet. We didn't like, she wasn't like part of the plan. Hold on. I'm passing her over to mommy. She wasn't part of the plan as far as, anything goes really i mean it was just not at all me and her me and you and and moving forward with our relationship getting married and going overcoming those obstacles because there were still hurdles to cover with that and there was still me self-sabotaging um directly indirectly i mean I, i didn't make it easy i probably still don't sometimes i still got my little moments of I'll probably always will. They've gotten easier. Yeah, I suppose. But we've obviously become closer because of it. But I guess the point I'm trying to make is like once, as far as the album goes and time, like I want to share this. I think it was because of her, because of Bam. I was like, I have all this, you know, the I have these songs that... I have for myself and I occasionally maybe share with people that are in my little circle. I put them on YouTube maybe, but I don't, it's not like I push them out. And, uh, now that she's here, it made me realize, man, maybe I'd leave something for her. Like it's kind of, 
I don't know how, to, how else to describe it. It's like, but she, a legacy. For, yeah, like a legacy, I guess. I mean, and that's when I, when I wrote Bam song at first, I, I never planned on like writing a song for her. Oh, and, let me get this moment. Oh, you want, you want some art? <laughs> Cause we, we hadn't painted the picture and we, we right. are, we haven't been public about, you know, Bam and, and we had to go through, you know, in vitro. Um, to be able to even visualize, I mean, even have that become the dream again, to allow ourselves to dream and, and see if that can translate into reality. And so we didn't anticipate, uh, being able to be successful because we had such a short window and the odds just coming out the gate was against us. Well, also I was dead set against having a kid. Like that was one of my little non-negotiables yes. i'm not i don't want a kid i don't want <laughs> it, to have a it kid. was both our not well yeah you too i guess yeah. yeah amen uh so yeah i want to put that out there like at first i didn't want to have anything to do with it but that's that's where again we neither one of us you know we came into the agreement with hey you know i'm i'm past the mark and you're past the mark and we don't even want to entertain that conversation but it was all a part of that dreaming of what if, what, what if, you know, and, and why not? And mm-hmm. what's stopping us and, and what the reason, what, let's break this apart. Let's really, you know, outline it to say, why are we both so dead, dead against it? Is it right. because of past situations? Is it because of baggage that we're allowing to, you know, uh, imprison our minds? I mean, we have what we experienced together and our relationship was like, whoa. You know, this is the love that people dream of, write about, and, and some never experience. And to allow it to just be that was definitely enough for both of us. But to allow ourselves to dream beyond that, to say, but what if? Mm-hmm. And that, that what if question came up. And when we started exploring it, it was like, oh, okay, we have a 0.000% chance. <laughs> yeah. But uh, okay, why not just take the shot? And, and we're not going to get our hopes up because we know we're at less than a 0%, you know, um, probability of, of being successful. So it's just worth the try and, and, and then we'll see what happens. But it was the moment that you first think in my mind, I saw that the passion that you put into teaching, the love that you had for the children that you taught and and how you just impart yourself into them, a piece of you into them to grow and plant those seeds and so forth. And the more that, you know, I I grew to understand that relationship, why would he not want to experience having a child to, you know, impart all of that wisdom and knowledge and such. And, And so needless to say, when we fast forward to, now we're going to take this shot and we don't have our hopes up because they've told us, you know, and given us a, a discount and a refund. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't think we can make this happen for you folks. <laughs> because uh, the probability was so low. They were like, you know what? We're going to uh, refund you. Right. <laughs> we're going to refund you part of your money because this is not looking good for the home team. And, and then that first heartbeat. 
you, it did something for you that whereas we spoke about dreams before, we discussed dreams before, the sound of her heartbeat did something else within you when it came to dreaming and seeing beyond yourself. That's when your legacy, you know, kind of the thought in the seat planet. But mm-hmm. go ahead and, and you tell that's what I witnessed, but you tell me. Yeah, I mean, I'm you're right. asking me a question now that I haven't even thought of, really. Um, I just remember so many times going in to get, you had to, we had to go into that place clinic for you to get shot up and check up after check up. And it's like, man, what's the point of this? It's not going to happen less than a 1% chance. And for you to have to go take all these shots and, and be this uncomfortable, it's not worth it. And then we go in there and it's like, all of a sudden there she is. A gummy bear, as you described like her. A, it looked like a gummy bear and not, with that heartbeat, though, which it did. It tripped me out. And that's what's in the song, BAMP song. I used it. I recorded it on my phone and put it on the song. And that's when I was like, I got to make a song for this little girl, whether she's, she hadn't even been born yet. Nope. We only but had I was a heartbeat. Like, let, let me just put something down for her in case she doesn't. In case she does, I don't know, but I'm going to make something for her to have. And then that, after doing that song, I was like, man, I, I want to put this, make something for her. So if you listen to the album, that's called Bam Song. Yeah. And listen to that track, to that this story again, you'll see that with Chad's, um, her, the way that he expresses himself and the way that he writes his lyrics, it's truly all about getting it out and expressing his emotions and expressing the journey and expressing the experience and so forth in such a transparent and vulnerable way. And that song encapsulated, I remember when he was writing Bam song that he would get to that third voice on that third verse. And every time he would get to the third verse, he would get choked up and he couldn't record it because he would start to, you know, I'm talking in third person. I am talking to the audience at well, this no, point. I just, <laughs> I just remember, I don't know how many times I came up here to record it. And I'd come back downstairs and you'd be like, how'd it go? And I'd be like, I couldn't. You couldn't I get couldn't, that. I, was, third I, can't, I don't think it's going to happen because I can't. I couldn't, I couldn't get through it. And it. But the emotion, and that's, that's what I'm, I'm wanting the audience to understand. How when you are walking out your passions and you're walking out your dreams and you're allowing yourself to experience the dreams, even though there may not be a high probability that the dream will come to fruition. It, it, it may not be that this dream will be a reality in the way that you uh, dreamt it or what have you. It's just allowing yourself to go through it. And that's, that's what he you know, that's what Chad was doing. And then all of that, like I said, I was so impressed with watching his journey, watching how he couldn't record it because he would get so choked up every time he would try to record how much he loved this little girl and, and all he has right now to hold on to is a heartbeat and having to deal with the difficult stuff of not having a father in his life and and being raised by a single mother that was strong and so forth. So again, you know, Chad, just enlighten us on how 
in that moment, I mean, we went from, at this point, we were a year, fast forward a year later, mm-hmm. but we went from, you know, you trying to self-sabotage and, and seeing yourself as a relic to now I'm not only allowing myself to dream, but I'm allowing myself to see past this moment, this lifetime and leave a legacy for the next generation. Mm. Yeah, I mean, even just listening to you talk about it and then having her, like, right at my feet crawling around, it it, it makes me feel a certain kind of way. It gives me goosebumps, almost chokes me up because it, it it's something I never thought I'd have and it's I never wanted one because I never thought I could live up to being a good dad just because I never had one of my own and I had all these insecurities about, I don't, I just can't do it. And then putting myself through the, you know, the addiction and the, the trauma that I caused myself there. I was like, I don't want to screw, screw that up. I screw myself up enough. I don't want to screw up her. But your fear of failing her oh, fa- yeah, huge. was really, I mean, that was the, the reason why you had that absolute of no kids. No kids. Because no. you had, you know, you had already labeled yourself and, and embraced this false identity of of who you were and what you didn't deserve and so forth and and you didn't want to you know then say I'm messing up another generation but again I I saw all of this and and of course a lot of it became more apparent as we continue to live life together and spend literally during COVID every hour of the day together for Months and months and months on end. Yes. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> How many couples can say that they yeah, did that? Not, and, uh, you, you would always hear the stories about, oh, people, the divorce rates going up. or <laughs> Like, man, this is actually kind of fun. I actually like it. Yeah. So salute to you because there's not too many people I, I like spending my time <laughs> with or sharing my space <laughs> with or especially for that long a time where you don't have any other options but to do that. So now you're a stay-at-home dad. You are full every single week releasing your podcast. Mm-hmm. You have written a book and, and start exploring ideas for perhaps another. Mm-hmm. You have now been and a another, catalyst. Another another album. So I got that in the works too. But anyway, keep going. Sorry, babe. And, and now you have become a catalyst of change. In other people's lives, you have used your your story to encourage other people to get out of that prison that they may have, uh, you know, encapsulated themselves in. Or mm-hmm. you've encouraged other people to allow themselves to dream and, and do some of the same things that you have done. Now you can say through experience, this is what it took and this is, you know, what I had to go through and, and this is. Now you can see the fruits of that labor, you know, and, and now I'm seeing some of the harvest for the plant, the seeds that were planted, although it took some cultivating that soil, boy. Oh, it does. And it, ta- it, it, it constantly does. Um, just because you decide to do something and say, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this now. It's not all sunshine and rainbows. You still got to sacrifice. You still got to discipline. You still got to, there's still going to be dark days, that, but. But uh, and you still got a baby that cries sometimes. I hear you, girl. What you gotta say? Shoot. Yeah. 
No. Is that what you want to say? Okay. Then say it. Speak it, girl. You're interrupting my she's, interview. She's about to say mama. She's interrupting my interview, but I'm going to let her go. What you got to say? <laughs> but uh, what was I saying? She just totally screwed up my train of thought. Oh, I was talking about the sunshine and rainbows. We're passing the mic again. Um, it still takes work, and it still takes. You still have to be intentional about it. And the you know the the words don't write themselves, and the lyrics don't write themselves, and the beats don't make themselves, and the the baby girl doesn't change her own diapers, and so it it takes some humility. It takes some. It take it, it took me to to have a different shift in thinking. Like okay, this isn't this is zero to do with me now and everything to do with her um so so almost 11 you got you're doing your watch thing again um, time check oh okay it's how almost much? 11 no 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 how no. much time have we recorded oh how long have we recorded we're going on 40 minutes uh-oh we gotta we start wrapping it up but no we gotta segue into part three. Oh shoot okay part three. so let me let me tell you what's really happening behind the scenes we're about to leave the country <laughs> <laughs> all right. And and in chat, I mean again, um this is all a part of him allowing himself to dream, experience things that he would never experience before. And we're talking about someone that for the first time um decided to leave the continental US of Goroe and come to Hawaii. And now this evening we're getting on a plane to travel to Europe and, and uh, be abroad for quite some time, uh, and he's now allowing my one of my closest friends to watch solo. So another hurdle, another uh, <laughs> challenge that we had to overcome. And he's also he. I'm sorry, Bay. I should be talking to you. You are also um, just allowing yourself to dream outside of what you thought you would. This life would be right. And now, you know, the other morning we were or last night morning, I forget, but we were laying in bed and you were like, wow, you know, I'm, I'm 50 years old and I'm about to leave the country for the first time and travel international. And, you know, here I have almost an eight month old baby and she's going to be right there with me. And it was I was just hearing you out loud again, dreaming and 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 saying what's next and what's to come. So it was, these are some pivotal moments. We're just sharing our journey, the, the truth behind it, the transparency and the, the vulnerableness of, you know, the fear and having how you have to be intentional to keep your foot on the gas. You have to be intentional to, you know, say every morning when I wake up, we're not going to take for granted that we live in Hawaii. We're not going to take for granted. I'm not going to take for granted that I have a husband that, you know, embraces staying, being a stay at home dad and doesn't look at it as, you know, a downgrade or what have you and, and allow me to continue to do what I do, you know, um, and such. All of this is a testament within itself to hopefully encourage somebody else. To be able to say, hey, I'm going to get outside of that. That was even a hurdle about the whole stay-at-home dad. So I remember last fall or last summer, a year ago, when 
I got offered a teaching job. Here in Hawaii. Yeah. Just Down like, the street, a mile away. A mile away, the neighborhood elementary school. They offered me a PE job. And I was like, sweet, I got this. And this is before Bam was born. At this point, I was seven months pregnant. Yeah, yeah. Six, seven months pregnant. And uh, and I was like all excited. I was like, yeah, I got this. And But there was still that part of me where I was like, well, what about Bam? Because I was juggling, uh, should I be a stay-at-home dad or should I be a PE teacher? Go back into teaching. Go back into teaching after a year off. And I had the opportunity to do it. And I all but told the principal, yeah, I'll do it for sure. And then Bam was like right around the corner. And I'm like, or no, Bam wasn't even born yet. No, we were on vacation yeah, last summer. That's, what, that's what exactly what it was. I'm sorry. And so we're on vacation and it just hit me. It's like, I can't. I can't leave Bam. There's no way when she's born and I have an opportunity to be with her every step that she takes all day long and mold her and be her dad full time. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't pass that up, but it just hit me. Like, and the moment that you told me we were at my mom's house and in her guest room or what have you, and you said, no, Bay, I don't want to do this. I don't want to leave her. And I want to be there every day and I want to embrace every day. And I know when you expressed that to me, I was like, he can't, he's not going to go backwards to keep moving forward. It doesn't work. Yeah. You can't go backwards to move forward. No, but there was that whole part of me that's like, I got to, I got to, I'm a teacher. That's what I do. I'm a teacher. I got to teach. I got to, I can't. And that was, again, that was my ego talk and that was, and it, it, yeah, I it just hit me. It hit me like a ton of bricks when we were on that vacation. I was like, I can't, I can't leave her. I want to be with her. And I, I had, remember calling the principal and said, I can't do it. And he was cool though. He said, I totally understand. Sorry oh, yeah. we lost you, but he gave me, a, he gave me a thumbs up. So it was cool to hear that from him. Oh yeah, and you get it all the time. In fact, I've tried to encourage you to write the book because you are. You have come into this this position, this season of your life, and you have embraced it and and going from being that relic to now being out there as a forerunner of really doing this new this new life of being married, you know, and, and having a a newborn, staying at home with her. Um just all of the great things, your book, the podcast, the album, living life to the fullest and not allowing a day. Like I was saying before, you know, and every day that we wake up, we say, hey, let's be intentional to pause and acknowledge where we're at, where we're living. You know, the things that you know, we are just so blessed to, you know, be able to experience and just the intentionality of all of that. So, babe, now we finally got to what really was the catalyst. So your mom was the catalyst to switching how you were using your art to where it was more therapeutic and and you're expressing your journey, you're writing, you're journalizing and doing it in the form of of, uh, songs or what have you, the story that you were living and your experiences to now your daughter being born or to hearing your daughter's first heartbeat mm-hmm. being that catalyst to push you to that next level to say, okay, now 
I want to release an album. Now I want to share with the world what that journey has been like. I know, mommy, I'm talking to you, daddy, and I'm talking to the audience. She wants to get in on that mic. I see you, girl. Here, you finish your thought. I'll hold her. But it's it's seeing, you know, and being able to recognize those milestones in your life that changed your life and it changed it permanently and shifted. And so I would definitely like to say that in between your mom passing and and your your life shifting there to bam being born and you being even more encouraged to release your album somewhere in the in and all of that Kenyatta came and you took a 180 and, and left teaching and mm-hmm. and got married and became a stay at home dad and such so all of all of those things were awesome and ultimately do we conclude here is this what are this your closing thoughts might be a good thoughts? wrap up we're almost at an hour so all right so closing thoughts i'm just like i i said a little bit earlier it's just trippy right now for me I'm sitting here doing a podcast with my wife and my daughter sitting on my lap, staring at me, like looking at me like I'm the greatest thing since sliced bread. And she hasn't even tasted sliced bread yet. What do you think about that, girl? What do you want to say? Yeah. So I'm just grateful, humbled, all, all, in, all in one, and I'm glad we got an opportunity. Yeah, I know. Glad I got an opportunity to talk with you about it and you didn't freeze up. You, you, you've been holding your own on this. I this might was, make you a regular on this show. I, I, you didn't know I have a chameleon strength that I can step up. And, I'm just and going by past experience when you did freeze up. I'm just I've saying. Seen it. <laughs> well, I thank you for the opportunity to try again and, and uh, to be able to knock the ball out of the park. I'm glad If we I must did it. say so. And ultimately, you know, we just want to encourage somebody out there that's listening to pause for a moment and reflect back and, and think about some of those dreams that you have forgone because of whatever reason, you know, you stop dreaming. Stop thinking about it and do it. And uh, give yourself permission to dream give again. Give yourself permission. I remember we had that same conversation with Eric when he was here and look what he's doing now with himself and change. he He's doing a total 180 with yeah. starting his own business and uh, resigning from his job as a t- superintendent to starting his own business. And how we're it. impacting influence. Well, I mean, it's, it, 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 I'm never going to preach. I'm not trying to preach to anybody, but it, it, I will. Yeah, you, uh, <laughs> you want to do something, do it and give yourself permission. Like my wife just said, give yourself permission to do it. And, uh, and if it, you need coaching. It, Call chat. Well, and it helps. It helps to have a woman like you by my side that helps push me, make me uncomfortable, because you don't change when you're comfortable. Oh, no. But, you know, before we conclude this podcast, there's one thing that I wanted to highlight, and it's the fact that we're going to first mute Bam, but it's, it's the sheer fact that to think about your miracle of just getting back to brushing your own teeth, walking alone, unassisted, being able to work in a field that you love so much and to get, go through and overcome all of those 
challenges, all of those things that you could have laid down, rolled over and became a, you know, just sob in your own. I don't know what you would call it. Just. I think you wanted to swear right there. You almost wanted to swear. You, not at all. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> but just, you know, from being in that wallowing in, in your own mud or what have you and having been there, I watched, you know, I and I'm definitely not tooting my horn or anything, but um, I would be considered, you know, somewhat semi-intelligent or what have you and, and, and pretty savvy and, and whatnot with a higher IQ. But when I look at all of this <laughs> that you have done and to look at where you have come and hear you describe how you just wanted to brush your teeth and be able to drive a car again and live on your own un- unassisted to working all of this equipment figuring it out, mapping it together, ultimately getting to the goal of having a podcast, recording a full album and releasing it and such. I, it still blows my mind. And, you know, I posted on social media, you know, when you release the album, how I, it would just be to say I'm proud as an understatement because, again, I'm seeing this journey continue to play out. And I'm seeing how more and more of this miracle is manifesting into, you know, the dreams being a reality and reality becoming beyond you and becoming a legacy and so forth. So those are my closing words that I can't say enough how proud I am. Of Thank you. you. I love you. That's all. I'm going to leave it at that. Cause that was, I love you more. <laughs> that was awesome. All right. You do the outro. Uh, now I'm going to freeze again because I forgot. <laughs> you got all mushy and now you forgot what you were supposed to say. That was, that gave me little goosebumps right there, babe. Here, take your daughter. I'll do the outro. Okay. Signing off. Thank you for listening to the Relic Podcast. And that is the Relic Podcast, episode 85, with my beautiful wife, Kenyatta, who I thought did an awesome job in the the closing comments i can't i'm not even gonna try to outdo those she said exactly hits my heart so folks make it a great day we're out